Henry David Thoreau made this entry into his journal on September 8th of 1859. I went to the store the other day to buy a bolt for our front door, for, as I told the storekeeper, the governor was coming here. I said he, and the legislature too. Then I will take two bolts, said I. He said that there had been steady demand for bolts and locks of late, for our protectors were coming. We look to our government to protect us from other armies. We look to our friends to save us from embarrassment. We look to our own competence and abilities to assure ourselves that we measure up. But we also know that government, friends, and our abilities have failed us before. In a world where we long for a sense of security, today's scriptures come to our rescue. In chapter 10 of John that Gail read, Jesus uses this analogy that would have been very familiar to his listeners who could go from one town to the next and see sheep grazing. He says that, <clears throat> he says that the shepherd knows his sheep, implying that he knows us. In a National Geographic article, Several years ago, Robin Davidson told about the Rabari people in India who are sheep herders. At night, shepherds and flocks gather together all in one place, and then the shepherds can take turns with night watchman duty. So they share that. So the morning, then, is the time for withdrawal to each flock's pastures. Davidson says that each shepherd has a slightly different call. There's a morning call to move out. There's another call to bring the sheep to water, and so on. And each shepherd knows his sheep and vice versa. And his particular flock will then disentangle themselves from the larger flock and move out behind him in the morning. So you might have 5,000 sheep gathered together overnight. And then in the morning, with, they would have the, you would have the various shepherds' voices or calls, and the sheep would pull apart from that huge knot and follow their shepherds, which is different from cows, which are herded. Sheep follow Sheep know their shepherd. And Jesus says this, I know my own and my own know me. Now, I know a lot of you all have pets, cats or dogs, perhaps other things too. But until you, do, you live with a pet, you don't think about how much different animals can be from each other. When I married my husband, I gained a stepdog. And I learned to see Labrador retrievers in a new way. Instead of saying, oh, well, you know, that's a dog, or oh, that's a Labrador retriever even, I began to distinguish features like shades of yellow fur, 
or black noses versus liver-colored noses, or broadness of face and nose and build. And, of course, the same is true for other animals. Same is true for sheep. An outsider like me, when it comes to sheep, can distinguish between a white sheep and a black sheep or a white sheep with a black face. That's as far as I go. But the sheep, the shepherds, know their own. They can distinguish the various colors of white wool. They can distinguish who has the dark eyes and who has the white eyes, and that makes a difference, that they individualize the sheep. And that's what we're told that Jesus, the good shepherd, can do with us. I know my own, and my own know me. Think about how that feels. When you think about Jesus knowing you so intimately, not just your markings on the outside, but the markings on the inside too, how does that feel to you? To pause and think about that may bring a gamut of feelings. On one end, we have this great longing to be known. And for someone to care about us so much is a remarkable gift. We may feel relieved, surprised, or just grateful. And then there's the other end of the spectrum of feelings that might entail discomfort and make us squirm in our seats because we know our secrets. We know the markings of our regrets from which we continue to suffer painful consequences, those markings and scars which we work so hard to hide from others are blatant to our shepherd. This shepherd, though, is the good shepherd. Jesus is not the hired hand that will run away at the first sign of danger or even disgust. He cares about us. He cares about every member of the flock. When he says, I know my own and my own know me, Jesus is describing a relationship, an intimate relationship, in which each partner knows the other deeply. Like a child lost in a store will be comforted by hearing the sound of a parent's voice calling his name, we know and desire to hear the voice of our shepherd. And there's something within us that just, that knows, that offers us comfort and strength and a surprising sense of bravery. Ronald Richardson writes of an experience of comfort and empowerment by his mother. His mother had been to him more like the hired hand than the shepherd. But when it came time for his 21st birthday, he said, he'd just finished college, he said, I was still living at home, getting free room and board, but ready to head back east to secretary. Sorry, to seminary. I should know that word. And he says her birthday present was a piggy bank with some cloth strips wrapped around it. 
He pulled off the cloth strips and he broke open the bank. And inside were 21 new $100 bills. He says she had never given me anything like this. She couldn't afford it. So I knew that it was a big deal and that she'd been saving for many years to be able to do this. Well, after he counted the money, he picked up the cloth strips and said, but what are these? She said, they're apron strings. And at first he didn't get it. He said, apron strings, what would I want with apron strings? She said, think about it. And then he got it. She was cutting him loose. And he said that when he realized what she meant by giving him these apron strings, that an anxious feeling washed over him. That he had been launched out on his own, and this was the first time that he really realized it. He'd been launched. Well, that was both a gift and a challenge for Richardson, because we all need to be launched from our families of origin. If we stay too tightly enmeshed, that's going to be unhealthy in many ways. So we need to break away and begin our own separate branch of the family tree. And yet we also want to know that we're not completely alone, that we have guidance to keep us from blundering, that we have wisdom to know a good path from a dangerous one, that we have sensitivity to bless others rather than curse them. Much of our current advertising addresses our insecurities. Perhaps you've noticed that as well. I noticed, uh, I heard on NPR, an ad for, I shouldn't say ad on NPR, but whatever it is, General Motors, something about confidence. So I went on their website to see what it was. And so across the line, across the top, it says, now whatever life brings, you can approach it with total confidence. And so then they go on to explain that Total Confidence, with a capital T, capital C, it's their name for their program, which says they provide four types of protection. Product protection, value protection, family protection, and payment perfection. Does that relieve all of your insecurities? Do you feel safe now? Certainly that's what they're hoping. The security that the shepherd gives to us sets us free from the fears that advertisers reach out for in us. The security that Jesus gives us is a security that nothing else can give to us. GM can offer us protection in some areas, but our souls are ever vulnerable. And we long then to be protected and known. So as we do, we have this wonderful image of Jesus as the good shepherd. Our Easter message is that Jesus does not run away like the hired hand, but that Jesus returns to us and returns to us again and again and again. You might think of it as um, an employee of a company, not particularly caring about, you know, what if, what if you're working at a company and it catches fire? Well, what are you going to be concerned with? Getting out of the building. But 
if it's a business owner, what are you going to be concerned with? What do I need to retrieve and carry with me? The, the business owner is much more invested in the business, and the shepherd is much more invested in us. Listen again to this early, earlier description from John 10 of a good shepherd. A little bit of an expansion on some of the meanings of Psalm 23. Here's what your shepherd will do for you. We'll make sure you have what you need, like green pastures of sweet food, like quiet streams where the water doesn't splash you when you're drinking, like places and people who restore your soul. The good shepherd offers you guidance down good paths for you that will also help others know the shepherd's name and power. The good shepherd offers us company, companionship, as we walk through the darkest valleys. The shepherd offers us abundance of the most gracious host, the blessing and approval of being anointed. Now that's kind of beyond us, this idea of being anointed, but it's a sign of blessing and goodness and mercy during this life and the next. Well, it's no wonder we love Psalm 23 so much. And it's no wonder we can live lives of gratitude for God for being so generous to us. So generous. When the swine flu is approaching, when government leaders can't agree, when the economy is shaky, we count on the security of a good shepherd. When voices of false shepherds try to deter us from good pastures and quiet streams, we count on the voice of the good shepherd to lead us to places of refreshment. It's before us now. This table we call the communion table, it has just symbols for us of bread of juice, but they symbolize to us life, the life of Christ that was given so generously and sacrificially for us, and the sacrifice then that we are invited to share for God. Just as we are blessed by sustenance and nourishment, so are all sheep everywhere. Jesus didn't say this is just for the church or at that time maybe this is just for the Jews. This is for everyone. He wants one flock with one shepherd. That flock includes smelly sheep. It includes sheep with matted wool. It includes sick sheep, dying sheep, scary Sheep, mean sheep. As Jesus lovingly invites us into his flock, he invites all. And our little Calvary flock can seek to provide that same sense of acceptance that Jesus offers to all people. As we seek to make one flock, 
with one good shepherd. Can you go out, little sheep? Can I go out as a little sheep and invite others to the sheepfold, to this table, to the sustenance that Christ gives us and the security that can't come from anywhere else? I think that's our challenge. That's our challenge.